Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Tonight, we're following two dangerous storms, including the powerful nor'easter hitting millions of Americans, leaving hundreds of thousands without power. Here are tonight's top headlines. Double threat from coast to coast. Wind and snow batters the northeast as the west coast faces heavy rain and flash flooding. Breaking new details after a Russian fighter jet hits an American Reaper drone in international airspace. The perceived banking crisis and new indicators have financial experts trying to forecast the state of the economy. The consumer price index climbed four-tenths of a percent in February, and inflation is up six percent. President Biden issues an executive order requiring more gun background checks. It's just common sense. Check whether someone is a felon, domestic abuser, before they buy a gun. A safety warning for drivers of midsize SUVs. The majority of the midsize SUVs that we evaluated have a lot of work to do to improve safety for the rear seat position. And remembering women rights pioneer, former Congresswoman Pat Schroeder. I will never apologize for my tears. I say no tears, no heart. Good evening and thank you for joining us on this Tuesday night. Tonight, a story making international headlines. The first known physical confrontations between U.S. and Russian military forces since the war in Ukraine began. A Russian fighter jet rammed a $57 million U.S. drone, forcing it down. Plus, a new Harvard medical study shows how much a good night's sleep could add to your lifespan. 
But first, an intensifying nor'easter is slamming New England tonight. About 23 million Americans across 12 states are under a winter storm warning or advisory, with some areas already getting more than two and a half feet of snow. Airports across the Northeast in cities like New York and Boston are impacted with more than 4,000 delayed flights and 1,000-plus cancellations. Out west, nearly 27,000 residents in California are under evacuation orders due to flooding and landslide risks as the latest atmospheric river batters the state. We have team coverage of the storms on both coasts. CBS's Lilia Luciano will start us off tonight from northern Massachusetts. Good evening, Lilia. Good evening to you, Nora. Well, I don't have to tell you, you can see it all around me. The snow has been piling and it hasn't stopped uh, snowing for almost 24 hours. It's going to continue well into the early morning. All of this just relentless weather has been prompting the National Weather Service to warn that travel tonight will be not just dangerous, but flat out impossible. It may be the winter's last wallop. The late season storm burying some areas under two feet of snow. Winds gusting up to 55 miles an hour and heavy wet snow cutting power to hundreds of thousands. Anna, we saw you struggling here. Uh, what was going on? Uh, too much snow, little manpower, little person. <laughs> this morning in northern Massachusetts, the power went out at Anna Troche's house. My mom, uh, she's got a heart monitor. She also has a sleep apnea machine that she needs to have plugged in at all times. And power outages across the Northeast are mounting. Over 250,000 people are in the dark. Travel is treacherous. New Hampshire State Police are advising drivers to stay off the roads to avoid scenes like this. In Derry, a child suffered minor injuries after being trapped under this fallen tree. New York's governor declared a state of emergency and activated the National Guard. There's also winter woes in the West. Carter Evans reports from Monterey County, California. Across California, the drenching continues. Several rivers are already at or above flood stage. This is the Pajaro River, and the levee breach is right behind me. You can see where crews are working on it. At one point, the gap was 400 feet wide. Flooding is still a major threat here, and roads are blocked off, so we've actually got people trying to make it across the flood waters, and the Swiftwater Rescue Team is standing by. And we've already seen numerous rescues, with several more inches of rain yet to fall on already saturated ground from the 11th Atmospheric River to hit California so far this year. Back in Massachusetts, snowplows are out in full force. The state's Department of Transportation has deployed nearly 1,700 pieces of equipment to scoop up snow and ice on the roads. And the wind is getting stronger, just it feels like by the second. When we came out here uh, earlier, it was 6 miles an hour. Now it's 18 with some wind gusts that could go up to 30. So even though the temperature is 34 degrees, it really feels like 17. And keep in mind, spring starts in less than a week next Monday. Nora? Everyone excited for spring and summer, no doubt. Lilia, thank you. Well, for more on what's to come from these storms, let's bring in meteorologist Chris Warren from our partners at the Weather Channel. Good evening, Chris. Good evening, Nora. Still several hours to go with this nor'easter after it has already dropped in some places in New England two to even more than two and a half feet of snow. 
The amount of snow that's coming will add to that higher totals, five to eight inches, not nearly as much as what we've already seen, but still enough to cause some travel issues. Winds will linger longer, especially at the coast where they could be gusting stronger than 60 to even up to 65 miles an hour. And then to the west, another atmospheric river and another very serious threat, Nora, for flooding. That includes mudslides and landslides. Thank you. Now to that big story, a dangerous confrontation between the United States and Russia, an incident that National Security Council spokesman John Kirby called unsafe, unprofessional and reckless. The Pentagon spokesman saying today that a Russian fighter jet struck the propeller of a U.S. surveillance drone in international airspace, forcing it to crash into the Black Sea. President Biden has been briefed and the Russian ambassador was summoned to the State Department. CBS's David Martin has new details from the Pentagon. U.S. drones flying surveillance missions over the Black Sea are often intercepted by Russian fighters, but never like what happened today. A Russian jet approached from the rear, dumping fuel. U.S. officials believe it meant to come up in front of the drone so it would fly into the fuel cloud, but pulled up too soon and clipped the drone's propeller, which is located in the rear. The drone's controllers could do nothing but let it glide into the sea. They collided with the aircraft, damaging the propeller uh, and essentially uh, putting in a situation where it was unflyable and uncontrollable. It happened 75 miles southwest of the Crimean Peninsula, a part of Ukraine seized by Russia. For more than half an hour, two Russian jets made a total of 19 passes on the unarmed drone, popping up in front to blast it with their jet exhaust and trying to drench it with fuel. On the final pass, the Russian pilot missed his approach. Just bad piloting, one official said. U.S. officials believe the Russians were dumping the fuel in an attempt to damage the drone. Now the Pentagon wants to recover the wreckage before the Russians get to it, but they're operating at a disadvantage since there are no U.S. Navy ships in the Black Sea. Nora? David Martin, thank you. CBS News has confirmed that the Department of Justice has opened an investigation into the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank just days after it was taken over by federal bank regulators. The news comes as inflation cooled in February to an annual rate of 6 percent. That's down from 6.4 percent in January. CBS's Errol Barnett has the continued fallout on the overall economy. They put all of us at risk. And so I'm pretty mad at them. Melanie Travis's swimsuit brand Andy is just one of many startups with millions of dollars at Silicon Valley Bank, a company she says insisted its assets were safe just hours before the collapse. That was Thursday evening and uh, on Friday at about noon, the bank collapsed. Federal law enforcement officials tell CBS News the DOJ investigation into the bank is in its early stages and could focus on millions of dollars worth of stock sales last month by SVB's chief executive and financial officers, according to the Wall Street Journal. While the sales alone do not suggest wrongdoing, some shareholders are in a new class action lawsuit, claiming executives fail to disclose how rising interest rates made SVB, quote, particularly susceptible to a bank run. The failure of the bank and New York's signature bank are raising fears of contagion.
with Moody's downgrading its rating of the U.S. banking system from stable to negative and putting some regional banks under review. I think this is a great wake-up call. CBS News business analyst Jill Schlesinger says that with inflation still high, the Fed may reconsider its aggressive pace of interest rate hikes. On one hand, you would say the Fed's got to raise rates. Inflation's still a problem. On the other hand, you say, wait a second, there was just a little uh, a, a ripple through the banking system that unnerved people. For Travis, who found another commercial bank to do business with, hard times are still ahead. We have a list of all of our suppliers and we're just calling every single one to say uh, we're not going to be able to pay our bill uh, this week, possibly not next week. And for those reasons, Travis is completely fed up and done with this bank. But as of now, it is officially known as the Silicon Valley Bridge Bank. And today, its new CEO reassured existing customers that all of their deposits, even those above a quarter of a million dollars, Nora, are fully protected by the federal government. All right, Al Burnett, thank you so much. The FAA is holding an airline safety summit tomorrow, prompted by a string of close calls at U.S. airports. And today we learned about yet another near collision. This is the seventh in recent months. At Washington's Reagan National Airport last week, an American Eagle jet taxied across a runway where a United Airlines plane had just been cleared for takeoff. Here's how it played out over air traffic control radio. Boarding takeoff, boarding takeoff, United 2003. Investigators say it appears that the pilot of the American Eagle jet made a wrong turn. Tonight, an important consumer alert about the safety of midsize SUVs that so many families rely on. The Insurance Institute for Highway Safety is out with its new crash test results, with nearly half of the tested models earning its lowest rating for backseat safety. CBS's Chris Van Cleve has the details. Tonight, nine midsize SUVs popular with families saw their crash test ratings plummet in the latest Insurance Institute for Highway Safety test. The majority of the midsize SUVs that we evaluated have a lot of work to do to improve safety for the rear seat position. Did these SUVs become less safe than years past, or is this moving the goalpost on safety? I wouldn't say that any of these vehicles became less safe. We continue to move the goalposts and create uh, more challenging tests that we feel give consumers information about which vehicles are the safest. The test simulates a 40-mile-per-hour front-end crash. Now they've added a test dummy about the size of a 12-year-old to the back seat, where the risk of a fatal injury is 46% higher compared to the front, where improved restraint technology is more commonly found. All 13 SUVs earned good marks for driver protection, but in the back, it was a different story. Only four received top marks when backseat protection was factored in. Three others scored marginal, while six rated poor. We just saw uh, injuries, uh, injury measures on the dummy that were too high on the chest, uh, high levels of head and neck forces. In December, IIHS tested small SUVs. Nine of the 15 were scored poor. Only two received top marks. A spokesman for the auto industry tells CBS News safety is its top priority and vehicles continue to get safer. Nora? A lot of people interested in your report. Chris, thank you so much. President Biden traveled to the Los Angeles suburb of Monterey Park today to sign an executive order aimed at increasing the number of background checks prior to firearm purchases. This executive order helps keep firearms out of dangerous hands. 
as I continue to call on Congress to require background checks for all firearm sales. Monterey Park was the site of January's mass shooting where a gunman opened fire inside a dance hall, killing 11 and injuring nine others. The president also met with family members of victims and first responders to that shooting. Some big news tonight. The Environmental Protection Agency is cracking down on toxic so-called forever chemicals in America's drinking water. The agency set new legal limits for six chemicals that don't naturally break down and are linked to numerous health problems, including cancer. Public water systems will have to check for and reduce the levels of these chemicals. The EPA says this could prevent thousands of deaths and illnesses. Now to our continuing series, Living Well. According to a recent poll, almost 7 in 10 adults who don't sleep well say it affects their mental health. Now a new study shows that our sleep habits can also affect life expectancy. CBS's Janet Shamlian has the tips experts say could help you sleep better and live longer. A good night's sleep won't just make you feel better. It could add years to your life. What surprised you about the findings in this study? the potential years of life expectancy gain so just based on, I think, fairly achievable um, targets in terms of um, sleep quality. For women, more than two additional years. For men, almost five. According to the American College of Cardiology study, which included more than 170,000 Americans. Dr. Carol Ash is a sleep expert. We now know that poor quality sleep can lead to many of the chronic diseases we're trying to to treat and can shorten your lifespan. Like cardiovascular disease and diabetes. The study qualified a good night's sleep as seven to eight hours a night, not using sleep medication, feeling well rested at least five days a week, and no trouble falling or staying asleep most nights. What are good sleep habits? Your body needs time to wind down at night. You want to make sure that your environment is is calm, quiet, and dark and cool. Also, aim for regular bedtime and avoid alcohol and caffeine before sleep. Stay away from screens like your phone or television and don't discount a midday nap. Speaking of naps, what's a coffee nap? The idea is that if you take a nap and drink the coffee right before the nap, you'll be able to get 20 minutes or 40 minutes of nap time in. And when you wake up, you'll have the caffeine burst just as you're waking up out of the nap. Putting sleep issues to bed for potentially longer life. Janet Shemley and CBS News, Houston. Tonight, law enforcement says it found a 13-year-old girl in a locked shed. The new details next on how she may have met her captor online. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only fourteen ninety five. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. 
Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Tonight, a 34-year-old North Carolina man is facing multiple charges, including child abduction and statutory rape, after a 13-year-old girl was found locked inside his shed. The girl from Texas was reported missing two weeks ago and then turned up on Friday more than a thousand miles away. Investigators say she met the suspect through social media where he enticed her to leave home. The winner of the Iditarod has deep roots in the famous sled dog race. His story is coming up. Fifty years after an indigenous Alaskan named Joe Reddington co-founded the Iditarod, his grandson, Ryan Reddington, has won the famed thousand-mile sled dog race. The 40-year-old not only accomplished his childhood dream, but also won about $50,000. His family's legacy intact. All right, coming up, we remember a pioneer in the fight for women's and family rights, former Congresswoman Pat Schroeder. That's next. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Finally tonight, we remember Pat Schroeder, who served 24 years in Congress, and she leaves behind a lasting legacy for women's rights in America. She helped create new legislation on family leave, new laws to protect pregnant women at work, and laws that require women to be included in federal health studies. Tonight, we look back at her legacy. Congresswoman Patricia Schroeder helped redefine the role of women in politics. In America, anyone could grow up and be president. In 1972, she became the first woman elected to Congress from Colorado and was also the first woman to serve on the House Armed Services Committee, but was forced to share her chair because the chairman believed women were worth only half a male member. They always wanted to say things like, but you've never been in a war. Actually, most of the ones saying that hadn't been either. Still, she worked to improve military benefits and was key to pushing the Pentagon to allow women to fly combat missions starting in 1993. The only thing it's been found to do is protect women from getting ahead. A Harvard-trained lawyer, Schroeder was often questioned about how a mother of two young kids could also be a lawmaker. I have a brain and a uterus. They both work this <laughs> Her legacy includes the Family and Medical Leave Act that guaranteed 18 weeks of unpaid leave. We're still pretending like women are in the workplace because they're bored. But despite her many accomplishments, when Schroeder announced in 1987 that she would not run for president, nor could I bear to be separated by people who... It was her tears, 
not her words that made headlines. But today, it's clear her compassion was not a weakness. It was her strength. Pat Schroeder died Monday of complications from a stroke. She was 82 years old and survived by Jim and her two children. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. Survivor's back and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist, a new co-host, the winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares. Hi! Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast.